1 Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> I'm going to be reading to you from the Amplified Bible. We've got, we've got it up on the screen. If you don't have an Amplified Bible, you'll find all the same words in King James. Um, what I like about Amplified is they amplify some things out to us to help us understand some things a little better. But we're talking about love. This is part three of the real power. I mean, oh, the real power is love. If you want real power, then you want love. Because without love, there's no power. Amen? Romans chapter 5, verse 6 tells us that faith works by love. Amen? You can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't have love, you've got nothing. Come on. Let's look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, I have become as a, only a noisy kong and a clankling cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. We thank you for the testimony. God, we thank you for your presence in the house today. We thank you for your sweet presence in the song service today. God, as we come to love on you and to receive your love today. That's my prayer, God, that everybody in here will feel your love today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. And everybody said, Amen and amen, amen. Go to verse 3 with me as we continue on in reading this. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does me no good at all. Love endures with patience and sincerity. Love is kind and thoughtful and not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Love is not rude and is not self-seeking. It is not provoked or over, overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Believes all things. Looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades it nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. For the gifts of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete but when that which come, which is complete and perfect comes then that which incomplete and partial will be passed away when i was a child <clears throat> i talked like a child and i thought like a child and i reasoned like a child and when i became a man i did away with childish things for now in the times of imperfection we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, enigma. And then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just as in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. And now there remaineth faith, 
abiding trust in God and His promise, hope, confidence, expectations of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choice is grace, but the greatest of these is love. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Pray for me this morning. I've been fighting my sinuses since Friday. You know, the seasons are changing, the leaves are changing. Amen. Can't get no amens. Okay. All right. I want us to take a few, uh, some time this morning and look at 1 Corinthians. I want to encourage you to read. I encourage you last week to read it this week and study on it. I want to encourage you to go another week and study on it some more. And look at 1 Corinthians. Because in 1 Corinthians is everything, in, in chapter 13, is everything we need right here about love. This love will save your soul. This love will save your marriage. This love will, will bring you out of addiction. This love will bring miracles into your life. Amen? So we need to study and need to understand what we're looking at here. In verse 1, it says, Have not love for others, growing out of God's love for me. Then I become only as a noisy kong or a clanking cymbal, just an annoying distraction. So i got a question for you this morning. And somebody going to put your thinking caps on before you don't don't just blurt out the answers, but but th- put your thinking caps on and really think about it because you might get this answer wrong. Okay, so the question is: Is it possible to speak in in tongues and not walk in love? Is it possible to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Ghost, like we talk about Pentecost chapter two, chapter two, receive the Pentecostal experience, and then? Not walk in love. Well, the answer, Paul tells us, is yes. The answer is actually yes. It is possible to have been baptized by the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and then allow your heart to be hardened toward others and lose your love walk. Lose your love walk. I've had people tell me, well, I got baptized 20 years ago and I spoke in tongues 20 years ago, but not since. Or I used to speak in tongues, but not anymore. I, I used to be able to, to prophesy. I used to be able to have it flow in the gifts of the Spirit. But, but it seems harder and harder nowadays. If that's you this morning, I would encourage you to check out your love walk. Check out your love walk. So you, even after you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and even after you've been speaking in tongues, it is possible that you allow your heart to get hardened. And if your heart is hardened, you're not walking in love. You're walking in flesh. Come on, church. And yes, I have seen some, some devil-possessed people talking tongues. Oh, yeah. Don't just think, well, we, the tongue talking only belongs to... No. No, there's some demon-possessed people out there talking in tongues. We ran across one at a tent revival a couple of years ago. Amen. That, that girl was fully... She, she was on the verge of being fully possessed, and she was talking in tongues and telling everybody else that they were not. So y'all ain't talking in tongues. I'm talking in tongues. And she would go... That just because you can talk in tongues, Paul is telling us, does not mean that you have reached some type of perfection. Does not mean that you are up there and nobody else is up there with you. Your heart can be hardened and you will lose your love walk with God. So we've got to be careful with that. In verse 2, Paul is telling us that we could possess even all the gifts of the Holy Ghost and even 
enough faith to remove mountains and have not love reaching out to others, we become nothing and eventually not able to do anything in the Spirit. This is what Paul was telling us. Looks right there in your Scripture. We just read it. Amen. 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 Anybody with me this morning? No, I don't know where you're going, preacher. I'm afraid to say amen because I ain't never heard this before. Uh, You mean there's people in church talking in tongues and they may not be walking in love? This is a strange doctrine to me. Oh, you ain't been in church long enough then. (laughs) Listen, we cannot do anything in the spirit realm without the agape love reaching out to others. We talked about this word agape. The word agape in Greek means a love that gives, a love that sacrifices. For God so loved the world, so God so agape the world that He gave His only begotten Son. See, this this kind of love gives without expecting anything back in return. This love gives even when it's hurting. And if you ever you ever give to somebody and you were hurting at the same time, you ever give somebody your last dollar and it was the last dollar you had and you didn't know what you were going to eat that night, but you gave it away anyways. Come on, I'm talking about a love that gives, a love that sacrifices, a love that puts themselves out there not expecting anything back in return. That's what agape love is. And this is what Paul was telling this church. That if we, if we can speak with the tongues of men and of angels and we can possess all the gifts of the, of, the, of the fruits of the Spirit, but if we do not have love that reaches out for others, we are nothing. Nothing. And I assure you, you will eventually be able to do nothing if you stay in that realm. In verse 3, Paul tells us it is still possible to feed the poor and surrender your body for the cause of the mission of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. And still not be walking in love with others. Come on. You can be outside the doors of the church handing out food boxes to the poor. You can work up at Balcom and give out clothes to those that need clothes. You can be out here on the street corner and empty out your bank account and give it all away. But if you don't have love in your heart for others, it means nothing. It means nothing. This is what Paul is telling us. Have you ever been in, have you ever seen people in churches going through the motion? How many of y'all have been in church and you just went through the motion? Come on. You've been there. Amen. It's possible to serve God. At, you know, well, I tell you what, it's possible to serve God the way I drive. I drive out of habit. I do. Brother Richard's been, been riding me long enough to know that I go to automatic pilot. I mean, my hand just knows where to turn the steering wheel without my brain telling it what to do. Amen? I've gone to Richard's house so many times. I was going toward Rambler one day, and I just went straight to Richard's house. <laughs> without thinking. I got down there to the stop sign. I said, I'm not picking up Richard today. I'm trying to go on the other side of Ramber. And I, I turn and go. I, 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 I do. I had my little girl with me one time. And, and I forgot where we were supposed to be going. But next thing I know, I'm pulling on I-20. I'm about to take her to work with me. She's like, Daddy, where are we going? Uh, work. <laughs> That's where I'm going. You going with me? <laughs> you know? A drive on automatic pilot. I'm going to tell you something. You can go on automatic pilot serving God the same way. You're just going through the motions, but your heart really ain't in it. You see what I'm saying? You can get up here and you can play music. You can sing and, and sound good. But if your heart's not in it, church. 
Come on. Preachers, you can even preach the gospel, but if your heart's not in it. Come on. Where's your heart this morning? Where's your love this morning, church? Hmm. My Lord. This is what Paul was talking about. And as much help, listen to me, as much help as we need in this church, in this church, I'm not talking about anybody else's church, as much help as I need in this church to help me do the things that we're doing, to help us on Wednesdays feeding the children and ministering to them, to help us in our song service, to help us in everything that we do and all of our outreaches. As much as I need people, I'm going to tell you something. If your heart's not in it, I don't want you. If your heart's not in it, I don't want you. Amen. Come on. I'm going to tell you, if your heart's not here in this church, it's better for you to go on. You go on. Because if your heart's not in it, you become a hindrance. Am I, am I preaching to anybody this morning? If your heart's not in it, you can hinder the flow of the anointing. And you can hinder the work of God. If your heart's not in it. As many teachers as I need. And this, I don't have enough teachers. I need double the number of teachers. But as, me, as much as I need teachers to teach your children. Honey, if your heart's not in it, stop. Stop. Amen. Even if I have to do it all by myself. Why? Because of the anointing. Because of the love flow of God. Amen? Because of the love flow of God. Mm. So I need people to teach our children, but I need people to love our children too. Love's got to be first. I need people to reach out to those that are hungry and thirsty, that need food and need clothing and need money. But I need your love first. I need your love first. I need people who want to attend church here, not just show up and go through the emotion. Come on, just going through the motions. But your love and your desire has got to be in it. I recently had to counsel with somebody in leadership in our church. And and as I began counseling, I asked one question. I said, I'm going to tell you, I said, I got to ask you one question. I mean, we can, we can talk about all the other problems. We can talk about what's wrong and why you're upset. And we can talk about how to fix it. And we can talk about how we move forward. And we can talk all about those things because there is a solution. We can always solve a problem. Amen. You can always solve a problem if you talk it out. Amen. But the first question I ask is, do you still want to be here? Because everything was hanging on that question. Because if you don't want to be here, there's no sense in me talking to you about how the solution is going to come. There's no sense in me trying to work with you and bring you to a happy place if your heart's not here. Amen. 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 I'm talking to leadership this morning. I'm talking to preachers this morning. Amen. And I'm asking you a question in your heart. Is your heart desire still here to serve the Lord? Is your your soul still here? You love Jesus and you just want to see somebody come to the altar and get saved and get baptized and get their lives changed. 
Do you want to see somebody come off of drug addiction? Do you want to see marriages reunited again? Do you want to see the children set free from bondage? Come on, church. Where's your heart this morning? Where's your heart this morning, church? I'm going to tell you, if you're a preacher or a leader, it's hard to serve under me. You know what it is. You know I'm telling the truth this morning. It's hard to serve under me. Oh, y'all pray for Angel. She's... Y'all think I'm rough on y'all. I might, I, I might, I might, I might buy some of your excuses, but Angel's excuses, nah, ain't buying them. You see, I, I, I'm an old, I'm an old army boy. Served 13 years in the military. I've got a heart for mission. Uh, mission was driven into me when I was in the military. Mission, get the mission done. I'm the, I'm the kind of leader that I'm in the ditch and I'm doing everything I can to get the job done. And when I look up, I'm expecting to see you with me. And if you ain't with me, then you just ain't with me. No matter what it is. Angel knows, I remember one time that, that man came, he was, in a, he was in an electric wheelchair and and he came to church at night. It was starting to get dark. And they lived close to the church. He just rolled his wheelchair down to the church. And, and it wasn't this church, another church, a pastor. And, and there's a little sidewalk on the other side of the street. And, and we had Sunday night church that night. And after service was over with, I think it was in the wintertime because the sun started going down around 5. And anyways, we, after service was over with, they go out the door. And, and we're, me and Angel's in the congregation. And we're still talking to folks. And next thing we know, somebody runs to the door. Preacher, 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 come, come, quick, quick. And we go outside and we see this gentleman in an electric wheelchair and he's upside down and he's laying in the ditch with the chair on top of him. Without thinking, I jump, to the, I jump down. Without thinking, I jump down in the ditch. And I begin to move this wheelchair off of him. Have you, has anybody here ever tried to lift one of those electric wheelchairs? Those things are heavy. And this thing was laying on top of this paralyzed man. And I reached down there and I grabbed the end of it. And the next thing I know, I look up and my wife is standing right there looking at me. And she's got the other end. And her and I both lift that wheelchair up and put it up on. I'm talking about a ditch. I'm talking about, about five foot deep. It was over our heads. And we picked that electric wheelchair up over our head and put it on the thing. And then we both reached down and grabbed him. You see, I know when, when, when it gets tough. When the bullets are flying, as they would say. When all hell is breaking out. I know all i got to do is look up and angels there. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking for everybody to be there. Amen. I'm looking for everybody to be there. We did that because we loved that man. We did that because we loved the Lord. Amen. And without thinking, we were there to serve His need and take care of Him, church. And that's what, the, that's what it takes in these last days. It takes an undying Gratitude of service to the Lord to reach the loss. To reach the loss. Amen. So Paul is telling us if our love for service is not there, then we are not doing any good at all. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 says, Love endures with patience and sincerity. You've got to be sincere in your heart. You've got to have some patience. I've already talked to you about the little girl with the drive through window when you go through. Amen. Be patient at somebody's grandbaby. Amen. Might be your grandbaby. I don't know. 
But I'm going to be patient with wherever I go. I've learned the older I get, the more patience I have to require. Amen. The world that you and I are living in. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. I mean, the world that you and I are living in. I'm, I'm concerned about the younger generations. I told my daughter one day, I said, hey, when they carry me out to the backyard of Bowden and bury me, y'all go ahead and dig y'all a spot and lay down too because the end of the world's coming. <laughs> I mean, can you really imagine the millennials taking care of all this? Come on, I told her, I said, I don't, I don't see how y'all going to survive. So y'all go ahead and dig and lay down beside me because the world coming to an end right there. Amen. I do wonder sometimes, don't y'all? But love endures with patience and sincerity. When you are serving God and His people in love, the agape love, then you will have the strength to endure hardness in ministry. Hardness in ministry. You'll have the strength to keep going on when things get tough because of the love. The love will compel you. The love will compel you to stay in your marriage when it seems like there's no hope. Amen. I said amen. Amen. 57 years of marriage just celebrated. Brother Dwayne and Sister Noel. Can Can we give Sharon and Dwayne a hallelujah? Thank you, Lord. 57 years. I want to tell you, they should write a book and be teaching us some things, right? Amen. But if you ask Dwayne what his secret is, I'll tell you what Dwayne's secret is. He might not tell you, but I'll tell you what Dwayne's secret is to a long marriage. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Amen. Congratulations on such a a long anniversary. Amen. So many people are just calling it quits. That's after a few years. And, you know, it takes it takes some endurance. It takes some patience. It takes some love to make it 57 years. Amen. But love is kind and thoughtful to others. When you get aggravated and snappy, mm, that's a sure sign that you're not walking in love. I'm meddling now. Huh? When you get aggravated and snappy, that's a sure sign you're not walking in love. Come on. That's a sure sign you've actually in the flesh mode right there. Because love does not get aggravated. Well, y'all didn't like that one. Love does not get snappy. Come on. Love is kind. Love is patient. Come on. Love endures. Love is sincere. Amen. Anybody can say they love you, but do they really love you? Amen. We know God really loves us. Amen. But love is kind. Love is thoughtful to others. Love puts other people above themselves and does for others and does without for yourself. Did y'all hear that? That's called loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Amen. There's not a soul in here. There's not a soul in this church. And never has been a soul in this church, I don't believe, that would not give it all to their children. Lay down your life if you could. Am I telling the truth? Come on. Can you love other people the way you love your children? Can you give it all to to somebody that's not in your bloodline? Can you lay down your life because you love others? Come on. That's what real love is. That's what Jesus did for us. He laid down His life. He shed His last drop of blood because He loved us, church. 
Because He loved us. Amen. Mm. So love is kind. It's thoughtful to others. And when you get aggravated and snappy, that's a sure sign that you're not walking in love, but you're slipping out of love. You're slipping away from walking in love and walking in, in, the, in the flesh. Stress takes over the body's emotions, thoughts, stress. Talk about stress for a moment. Some of y'all got some stressful jobs out there, don't you? Mm-hmm. You ever had a stressful day at work? Stressful day at work? What happens to you when you get under stress? You begin to get snappy. You begin to get aggravated really, really easy. Come on. Amen. Your patience has just went out the door. Your patience is gone. You are under stress. You've had a hard day at work. And you've had a hard week. And, 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 and people keep demanding from you. And you say, got no more to give. And that's all you can do just to keep it together. Stress. Listen, there is more people in the grave from stress than any other disease out there. Amen. Stress will kill you. Can I tell you that if you're in stress, you're in the flesh. Mm. I said if you're in stress, you're in the flesh. Because love gives it all to God. Love trusts God. Amen? we got to walk in love so we don't walk in stress, so we don't become stressed out, so we don't get snappy, so we don't get aggravated. Come on, church. Am I helping somebody this morning? Amen. Amen. Oh, here's a good one. Love does not get jealous. Come on, say that with me, church. Love does not get jealous. Some of y'all need to say that one more time. Love does not get jealous. Amen. Amen. Have you ever seen a relationship between a young couple and, boy, they're just so full of jealousy. I mean, you can't even talk to another person. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. There's some toxic relationships out there. They get so jealous. The, 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 the girl don't want her man even talking to another female. You can't, you can't look at my man. That's my man. Jealousy. Oh, and it can be the other way around, too. That's my woman. I'll pop you between the eyes. Come on. Get your eyes back in your head. That's my woman. Go get your own. Jealousy. That's jealousy. How about jealousy in the body of Christ? Oh, yeah, preacher. Don't talk. Don't go there. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm getting deep in it now. Jealousy in the body of Christ. John is a much better guitar player than I am. We know. We know. How about the first Amen. Am I jealous of Johnny to play guitar better than me? Absolutely not. I rejoice that he can. I said, I rejoice that he can. Johnny's not only not, have not only been the, a better guitar player than me, there's been others that have been in this church that's played better guitar than me. Was I ever jealous? No. I rejoice that they can. Come on, church. Amen. Just because somebody in the body of Christ can do something that you think is a little better than the way you do it, don't get jealous, church. Rejoice with them that they can. Amen. Come on. Amen. We've got to realize that love does not get 
Come on, the Bible says make a joyful noise anyways. Come on. I always ask people, you don't come and sing. Oh, I can't sing. I ain't found that excuse in the Bible yet. Said, make a joyful noise. Amen. Come on. But this happens, church. Piano players. I ain't I've only been here four years, but I can tell you, our music team for the last 50 years has been tore up go tell us. Amen. Come on. There's been piano players. James even told me. Come and go. They were jealous of one another. Jealous of who was going to play and who was not going to play. Jealous that somebody could play that song better. Amen. You know what I love about Sister Jane? She knows she ain't the greatest piano player. And when somebody comes along, I mean, Hayden, my Lord, she is thrilled that Hayden can play the way he does. Come on. She ain't jealous of Brother Hayden. She rejoices that Hayden can play the way he does. She, she watched him grow up in this church. Amen. How many of us remember after church service four years ago? We would hear ding, 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 ding. After church, hey, you be up there, ding, 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 ding. Oh, what's he doing, Lord? What's he doing? God has brought him a long ways. Listen, we don't get jealous because somebody else can cut brass better than we can. Brother Larry, you're the best brass cutter in the entire church, man. Somebody was admiring her weed eating just the other day and said, who, who dug up all that dirt around there? And I said, that brother Larry Weedy. Larry don't when Larry Weedy eats, he's plowing. <laughs> there ain't no root left when brother Larry just done weed eating. I'm telling you. You don't want to go. Praise God, he can cut grass better than I can. I'm going to rejoice. Amen. Just because somebody can teach a sermon better than you can. Don't get jealous. Rejoice. Rejoice, church. I'm going to tell you, jealousy has split the church more ways than Sunday. Come on. Over the years. Am I telling the truth this morning? You know I am. Jealousy. And admit that love does not get jealous. But what happens is we get in our flesh, we get, we get in our own mindset and in our flesh, and we get jealous of one another and jealous of this and jealous of that. Amen. We get jealous. And we cannot let jealousy take over. Take over. Amen. We got to walk in love. Rejoice. Love rejoices. Love don't get jealous. Love rejoices. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 30 says, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. Mm. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. There has been more couples split and divorced over jealousy than anything else. You know I'm telling the truth. Come on. How many of y'all would admit when you were young you used to get jealous? Mm. You was jealous of your sweetheart? You didn't want nobody looking at your sweetheart and my sweetheart. We were young. We were children, wouldn't we? Childish thinking. You know that's childish thinking. That's just childish thinking, isn't it? To get jealous like that. Amen? It's the same thing in the church. Come on. If you're getting jealous over somebody else in the church that can sing a song better or play better or vacuum better or cut grass better, you're childish. Amen? That's what Paul's trying to tell us. But... 
Look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. I think it's in the NLT. It says, some of y'all's Bible might say, so jealousy might say envy. But jealousy and envy are the same thing. And it's like a cancer. It's a rottenness in the bones. And I want to tell you, jealousy is like a cancer and a rottenness in the spirit realm and the church as well. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've seen preachers get jealous over one another. I've seen preachers get mad. You stole my sermon. I was going to preach that. You stole my sermon. No. Just got it from the same source you got it from. (laughs) Same Holy Ghost. Amen. A person who truly walks in love toward others does not get jealous. Love does not get jealous. Just because someone can do something better than you can, rejoice with them. Amen. Is this a problem in the body of Christ, church? Yes, it is. Should it be in the body of Christ? No, it shouldn't. Is this a problem in our marriages in the land today? Yes, it is. Should it be there? No, it shouldn't. Amen. Cast jealousy out. Amen. Cast jealousy out. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Come on. Let me say that again. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Amen? Amen. Come on, church. Proud or arrogant. I've seen, I've seen singers, I've seen musicians, I've seen preachers that were walking in pride and arrogance and not the anointing. <coughs> Come on. Amen? Amen. I, even, I even had somebody tell me one time, there was a comment in church one time, say, oh, brother, you and your wife, well, y'all sing really good. You know what the comment was? We know. We know. You know, it's, it's good to give comments to people in the church. It's good to give comments and say, hey, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that song. And, Brother, you sing really good. And the answer was, we know. Oh, that's pride. That's pride. And with that kind of thinking, you won't be able to sing too much longer. Amen? Because pride and arrogance. Amen? Pride and arrogance. So we cannot have pride and arrogance We cannot walk in love and walk in pride and arrogance at the same time. You know, love is humble. Amen? You know, I was talking about Brother Hagin a while ago, and we're all proud of you, Brother Hagin. I'm going to tell you one thing I love about Brother Hagin. He's humble. He really don't know how talented he really is. He is humble. He's always learning. Always wanting to learn. Listens to correction. Listens to a better way of doing things. Humble heart. Amen. I pray that you never lose that humble heart, brother. Because as long as you stay humble and walk in love, the anointing will always flow. Amen. Amen. I'll give you a warning. A warning right right here. God knows how to bring you down from your pedestal of pride and arrogance. Listen to me, preachers. God knows. Listen to me, singers, musicians. God knows how to bring us down from our pride and arrogance. And you don't want Him to do that. Amen? Verse 5. Love is not rude. Love is not rude. No. You can't be rude and walk in love at the same time. You can't be stressed out and aggravated and snappy with people and rude and walking in love at the same time. That's flesh. 
And the scripture tells us to walk in love, walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. How many of us want the blessings of God in our life? Then we must walk in love. We must walk in love. Amen. Love is not self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. Amen. Love always is trying to promote other people above themselves. Have you ever ran across somebody who's always trying to promote themselves? Uh-huh. You know, when they, they, well, I don't play poker. Never was good at it anyways. But they always say, you know, you have, the people have their little tails, you know. Like you can just look at their face and, you know, they'll tug on their ear and they'll scratch their nose. And, you know, they just have this look, this swing their chin, you know, look at, they got a good hand. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they got these little signs that they'll do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's always trying to promote themselves always has a sign, too. Because they start every sentence with, I. I did this. I did that. I went here. I laid my hands on them and they recovered. I sung this song. I went over there and preached this. I took out $500 out of my own pocket and gave to them. I, 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 I. They start every sentence with I. And the whole subject is about I. When it should be, the Lord helped me to do those things. The Lord blessed me to be a blessing to others. The Lord, you got to point to the Lord and not to yourself. When somebody starts a sentence with, well, I used to do this, and I used to do that, and I used to run this, and I used to run that, that's flesh. That's arrogance. That's pride. Stay away from those things. Amen? Amen? Love is not overly sensitive, easily angered. Oh, Lord. Can I meddle a little bit longer? Come on. Y'all got time this morning. Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. It's raining outside. Can't go to the, can't go to the lake today. Amen. Monday's a holiday. Praise God. Can I spend just a little bit more on this? Love is not overly sensitive and easily angered. You know anybody when you get around them and you just feel like you have to walk on eggshells because they get their feelings hurt so easy? Come on, I'm trying to talk to me now. You know anybody like that? And you're afraid to have a conversation because you don't know what's going to come out of your mouth, right? I've got to watch my words. I have learned... See, Some of y'all have realized this about me since we've been together for a while now. I love to aggravate people. I do. I love to aggravate people. I joke around. I'll joke with some people and aggravate them a little bit. You know, that's that's just me trying to have conversation and, and just... Trying to make you smile a little bit. I'll aggravate you about something. You know, I've learned there's some people I can't aggravate. Huh? There's some people too sensitive you can't aggravate. They take everything personal. You know? If you're oversensitive and if you if you easily get your feelings hurt, you're not walking in love. You've got a love problem. Come on. Why is this so important? Because faith works by love. If you want to get your prayers answered, if you want to get healed in your physical body, if you want things to change, you've got to walk in love so that the power of God can flow to you and through you to get you the answer to your prayers. You can pray all you want. If you're not walking in love, you're not going to receive. 
It takes love to receive. And if you're oversensitive about every little thing, and people are walking on eggshells around you, that is a sure sign that you have a love problem. Because love does not take into itself wrong done to it. That's what King James says. Okay? Amen? Amen. Anybody getting anything out of this this morning? Mm. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 and 16, I want to tell you, is the most broken, violated Scripture. And I'm going to end with this one. Brother Hagin, get ready to come. Matthew 18, chapter, verse 15 and 16. Some of you have seen this verse before because when I counsel people going into leadership, when I counsel volunteers, I have a policy that I break out. And I go over that policy with all my volunteers and my leaders. In Matthew chapter 15, 18, Matthew 18, verse 15 and 16 are in that policy. And this is what it says. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. 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 Hello. Hello. Anybody out there? Can you hear me? Alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee two, one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. This is the most broken scripture in the church throughout. I'm talking about every church throughout generations. We get our feelings hurt. And instead of talking to the person that hurt our feelings, we go tell everybody else. We, we can't wait till we get home to pick the phone up to tell somebody what somebody said to us that day to hurt our feelings. And so many people just leave the church. They'll just leave. You know, sometimes when somebody leaves the church, it is months. I mean months. Before I find out why. And you believe it ain't always about it. I don't always want to cause it. Can y'all believe that? I'm not always the one that caused it. <laughs> but it's months. Why? Because we cannot obey Matthew chapter 18. We cannot go to the person and tell them, I love you, but what you said hurt me. I love you, but what you did hurt me. Maybe I took it wrong. You know, a lot of times it's just bad communication. A lot of times it's, you know... You, you said something a certain way. It wasn't what you said. It was how you said it. My, my wife and daughters have taught me that through the years. Have you ever told you women, have you ever told your husband, it ain't what you said, it's how you said it. Come on. That's a hard one for us men to understand and to, and to change how we, how we communicate. But this is the most broken scripture. We, we go to others and we tell them, but we don't go to the person that we're upset with. And what it says is you go to them alone. That means you don't go to somebody else. You go to that person that you're upset with. And you discuss whatever it is together. And then if they won't hear you, then you go grab some help. Okay, maybe, maybe sister so-and-so can explain it better than I can. And 
Maybe we can get, a, we can get us a resolution going here. We can, we can solve this problem. But instead, so many people are like, well, I just ain't going back there no more. I just didn't like the way they said that. I didn't like what they did. I'm just going to go, go somewhere else. What is that? Flesh. That's flesh. That's not love. That's not love. Love tries to work out the problem. Love talks about issues. Amen? Love tries to bring a peaceful solution to whatever it is. That's what love does. Amen? 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 Oh, y'all come on. Help me out. I said amen. Love. We've got to talk about it. We've got to walk it. We've got to let it come out of us. We've got to serve others through love. Because faith only works by love. Faith doesn't work any other way. Faith works by love. And the only way our faith will ever work is we've got to be in love. Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning, church. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you this morning. We praise you this morning. Oh, we love you this morning. Our songs were about love today. Our message is about love today. We love you this morning, Lord. Teach us. Oh, God, teach us this morning how to love one another. Teach us, oh, God, how to communicate to one another. Teach us to walk in love, hand in hand with one another, God. Oh, let, let brotherly love and sisterly love just explode in the church, God. Teach us to walk in love so that we can have the real power. So that we can have our prayers answered. So we can receive our healing, God. I, re, I rebuke bitterness. I rebuke aggravation. I, I rebuke anger. I rebuke selfishness. I rebuke jealousy. I rebuke enviness. Everything that hinders the body of Christ in the church, we rebuke it all. Lord, take us to a place of love. Take us to a place of love. Lord, give our church a love reputation that everybody in Bob knows that we love people down here. That we love people. Let that be our reputation, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. These altars are open this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you just need, you need to go talk some things out with God. These altars are open. Let me tell you, forgiveness is also a part of love. You, if you can't walk in forgiveness, you can't walk in love. Maybe, maybe somebody, maybe there's some unforgiveness deep down inside. Last week I talked about Angel. And how she walks in that forgiveness. And how she, she, she led her parents to the Lord through forgiveness and through love. Maybe you're here today and you're just, you're battling that. You're battling that, that forgiveness. Somebody's hurt you. Somebody's said something. Somebody stepped on your toe. And, and, and maybe it was at work or maybe it was in the family or maybe it was in church or whatever. Maybe it was in the middle of Walmart or whatever it was. I encourage you to forgive today. Forgiveness is a choice. First you choose to forgive. You tell the Lord, I choose to forgive.
forgive. I choose to walk in love. And then you say a little prayer. Lord, help me. Help me to forgive. Help me to walk in love. Hallelujah. These altars are open, church. If anybody here needs special prayer, we got the anointing oil. We'll be glad to anoint you and pray over you. Anybody sick in body? Anybody want somebody just to bring them in prayer about anything? Come on now. And we'll pray with you. Amen. We'll pray with you. God's a good God, church. God is a God of love this morning, church. Is there another this morning? Is there another that'll come and pray? Hallelujah. What do you what do you believe in God for this morning, church? Brother, that's not one of those.